Hi, my name is James Ramos. I am a licensed general contractor at Ramos Design Build. While my core business and expertise is construction and development, I own several businesses in two other arenas, real estate, including sales, finance, and insurance, and construction product companies like cabinetry, flooring, and interior design firm that creates jaw-dropping impressions when someone walks through the door. These three areas allow me to be a better builder and solely focused on luxury homes valued at over $1 million. We service every facet along the residential home journey. Buy, sell, design, build, finance, furnish, and maintain. I have won 10 National Aurora Awards for standout kitchen and bath design and build projects. And the Ramos family name is synonymous with thousands of successful residential and commercial construction projects in the Southeast United States since 1956. Let Ramos Design Build help you with the home of your dreams today. Call 813-259-1111 or go to ramosdesignbuild.com. Let me help you make your dream a reality. The real estate market is open. Ramos Design Build, the Tampa Bay's premier construction company. This is a program where the real estate experts are live. Whether buying, selling, building, or designing, Ramos has the answers. Now, here's the area's best resource for all things real estate, James Ramos. Hi, this is James Ramos back again with Move With Me Radio. We're here in Tampa, Florida at Construction Connection. It's presented by the Tampa Builders Workforce Alliance. There's several different exhibitors here, one of which is Jeremy Kennebec. Thanks for coming on the show. Well, thanks for having me. Um, a little bit about today is, is that obviously construction is back stronger than ever. We have a, a shortage in labor. This uh, exhibit here, all the exhibitors are different public sources that are offered in the Tampa Bay area to educate some of these youngsters, get folks that are interested in moving into the field of construction. And it's, it's, it's quite interesting, your business that you have here. Tell us a little bit about your business, Jeremy. Well, I'm with Home Builders Institute. We have been in business for roughly 50 years. Uh, we service uh, the federal government in the Job Corps programs, and we also do state and local government. So we work with disadvantaged youth primarily uh, and some military veteran programs to train people to get started in the uh, construction industry. Well, that's pretty awesome. I mean, what are the ages that you guys are typically? 16 to 24 is our standard demographic. If I'm a 16 to 24-year-old kid, how do I find you? Well, you can come to uh, hbi.org, and that will have a listing of all of our programs, whether it's through the Job Corps, which is the federal program, or if it's a state program, such as Workforce Training and Employment. It will direct you who your contact would be, how you can get enrolled, and where our locations are. So is this an alternative to a typical high school education? If you come to the Job Corps side of things, uh, Job Corps is set up to give somebody a high school diploma and a GED as well as a trade. Or you can come in having your high school diploma and you can come to us. We're very similar to technical colleges. If you right. see a lot of the technical colleges or commercials on TV, come learn to be a nurse or come learn, learn to be an electrician. Uh, with us, it is federally funded, so you can come and you can get that done for free at no cost if you meet the certain income requirements, a low income requirement. From a, wearing a hat as a general contractor, as I told you, I'm a general contractor here in the Tampa Bay area. If I wanted to, what are the services that you would provide a business? One of the things that uh, HBI can do uh, through the Job Corps program is we can create a work-based learning partnership. We can make the connection between our students and you and provide unpaid internship or paid internship to a contractor. The beauty of coming to us is that 
we can pay for the workers' comp for that student. They come to work with you. If you decide they're not working out, you come back to me, tell me what they did wrong so we can continue to train them. If you decide you like that student and you want to hire them on, then that's great. That's a contract between you and that student. It prevents you from having to start all of that new employee paperwork and the taxes and that sort of thing because it's an internship and as I said, we do cover the workers' comp and get the student to the job site and pick them up. So really all we're asking you to do is provide your Give feedback. Give them the opportunity. Right. Yeah. And, and feedback. Uh, if, and help them sign their time card so we know exactly what they did, what they learned, and we can mark it off on their training records. Yeah, that's an amazing service. What's the penetration? I mean, how many typical you know, framing contractors or plumbers or electricians know of your service? I mean, is well, it one of those things where you're trying to get, you know, even though you've been in business 50 years, you got to tell people 10, 20 times? Absolutely, and that's true. I mean, there's a lot of people listening right now that may never have heard of Job Corps or may never have heard of the Home Builders Institute. Any function like this where we can get our training organization's name out there so we can make those connections. Because believe it or not, it's one of the hardest things we do every day is try to get a contractor to agree to hire on a laborer that doesn't have that experience. But the type of experience we're providing in our training is real world, is on the job experience. They're not going to be able to come out and frame a roof for you. But you know what, they're going to come out and they're going to be able to read that tape measure, make those cuts you want them to make, and be familiar with all of the OSHA safety requirements that come under OSHA 10. So it's a little bit better than taking someone off the street who may or may not have some of those credentials. So give me a give me one of your best success stories. Well, I tell you what, I've got a student that I had, his name is Carlos. He trained with me and I actually partnered with a, a concrete company. They wanted concrete form people. Form, yep. So what I had done is they helped me develop a training system with their equipment where I could teach my student how to set up all the shoring, all of the uh, plywood and that sort of thing for like building a parking garage or you know a high-rise structure. Uh, after six or seven weeks, I sent him on work-based learning with them. They picked him up after two weeks. Uh, they started him off at $12 an hour. Within a year, he was making $22 or $23 wow. an hour. And they were eyeballing him to move to a foreman position. Very cool. Just because he was he was a go-getter. But this is a kid that was off the streets, didn't have his high school diploma, didn't have anything. He just needed the guidance and the direction and someone to give him a shot. And the contractor wasn't, I mean, they didn't select Carlos. They had just said, hey, I have a need. For form carpenters, I'm a you know you know a concrete company, and they went to you. You laid out a plan, and then you were the one that found. So not only are you training people, but you're able to work with them for for weeks That's uh, true. to get yes. get a good indication if they're going to be a good fit. You know, oddly enough, you asked me how I make these connections with people. My neighbor was actually a foreman for this concrete company, and that's how I made the wow. connection. Yeah. He asked me, "Hey, what do you do for a living?" I said, "I'm a carpentry instructor." So I need to talk to you, and boom, there was history. Yeah, so. that's great. That's great. That's an amazing story. So Carlos is where now? He's still in Tampa, still doing the same yeah. thing. So he's, uh, well, I'm not going to tell you exactly what he's doing because I haven't talked to him in a few weeks. But last I heard, he was on his way up. That's great. All right, we're here with Jeremy Kennenbeck. Um, his email is jkennebeck at hbi.org. We're going to also post this on Facebook and LinkedIn. Jeremy, I appreciate it. Thank Thanks so for much. doing a great job. Um, you know, I, I, I can't wait to talk to some of these others here um, at the show. Keep on doing what you're doing. We need more laborers. We need more skilled people. And we need, obviously, a place for these young, smart kids to go to other than, you know, a typical four-year university. So thank you very much. Well, thank you so much, James, for giving me the opportunity to let people know about HBI. We're here with Cindy Hall. She's the FBA Executive Director of Future Builders of America. Tell us a little bit about what you do, Cindy. 
Well, Future Builders of America is the profit, uh, charitable foundation of the Florida Home Builders Association. And what we do is we work with students in local high schools to introduce them into careers in the construction industry. We have chapters in our local high schools that are a partnership between the Local Builders Association and the teachers in the schools. They work to provide enhanced curriculum for the teachers, provide outings for the students, take them on trips to like the Southeast Builders Conference or the International Builders Show when it's in town. And then we also provide a scholarship program for students that are looking to go into secondary education in the construction industry. So we have given out over $115,000 in scholarships since our inception. Oh, wow. And then we also hold what we call our Leadership Summit. And that's where we bring students from across the state to participate in a four-day training workshop on the different careers in the construction industry. And we partner with professionals that come in and work with the students. We partner with a lot of major industries across the state, the Florida Masonry Association, the Florida Nursery Growers and Landscape Association, Florida Green Building Coalition, and several others, Florida Swimming Pool Association. And they bring in instructors to teach the kids cool. hands-on activities on, on different jobs that they could hold in the construction industry. So it's pretty neat. So if you're a parent and you have a child that's going into high school, what would you recommend if they thought that their kid would be a good fit for this program? I would see if they have a local chapter in their school. Okay. Um, and if they don't, then I would probably contact the career and technical education director to see if there's a viability of bringing a chapter in. And at futurebuildersofamerica.org? Yeah, mm -hmm. okay. And then, you know, we would work and partner the schools with the Builders Association that's in their area and work to help get that program up off the ground. I do look at these avenues for the kids and, and not having these programs as many as we should is a problem. It is. It's a serious problem. Uh, when you look at the average age of the construction worker is somewhere between 52 and 55 right. and we don't have the younger generation coming up. Um, you know, the, the construction profession has been... Uh, really denigrated to a degree where people assume that you can't make a good living in the construction industry and that's really completely untrue. And so it's a matter of changing the mindsets of the parents that, you know, yes, is it hard work? Absolutely. But it's extremely rewarding work. And so when you when you get these kids that come into our program and they know they're not going to go on to college, but they want a successful career path, and we have the opportunity to introduce them to what their potential path could be, uh, it's an awesome feeling to, to get these kids back into the industry, and, and quite frankly, I think we need a lot more of it. Yeah, well, we're here with Cindy Hall, and just wanted to let you guys know, it's the Tampa Builders Workforce Alliance. Um, it's put on by the Tampa Builders Association, and Cindy represents Future Builders of America. What she is just saying is, is that she has programs all around the state um, in various high schools that allow children to get a technical level of experience in construction. Mm -hmm. And not only is it um, a curriculum that you help instructors um, yeah. you, you know, understand how to, how to present and, and teach, but it's also um, hands-on. Mm -hmm. um, you guys take kids to International Builders Show. Yes. Um, different uh, different Southeast Builders Conference. I mean, very rewarding mm -hmm. stuff, and it's much more different than you know sitting in class and mm -hmm. listening to. Yeah, a lot of our students will partner with um, Habitat for Humanity Homes. Right. Uh, down in Port Charlotte, we have um, Canton Homes is building what they call the Palm Home, and it stands for uh, Professionals Actively Leading and Mentoring. And they're building this home, and they're using the students in our FBA chapters from that area to come onto the job site and actually build this home. Uh, that's then going to be sold and to raise, with, money. To, in order to raise money to help more students get back into the program. So there's all kinds of opportunities out there for them. Well, if you have a child and 
they may not be um, guided necessarily toward a typical traditional education in college or university setting. Contact uh, on the web Future Builders of America and look and see in your county if they have a program for your kids. So thank you, Cindy. I appreciate your time and all of your efforts. This is a great program and hope to see that it's back to pre-recession times, right? We're hoping and we're on the march, so we're going to get there. Great. This is James Ramos. We'll be back after a few messages. Thank you. Thank you. back. This is James Ramos with Move With Me Radio. I'm here with a very interesting lady, Jill Hansen. She has two jobs, really a paying job yes. and, and a job that um, is very interesting. Um, your paying job, you're a construction consulting services manager. Yes. Okay. We're not going to really talk much about that. Okay. But I think this, this, other, this other piece is much more interesting. So you are the Tampa chapter president of the National Association of Women in Construction. Yes. Very interesting. And you're also the national secretary. Yes. Okay. So this probably takes a lot of your time. It does. Okay. So tell me about this passion. This is very interesting. Um, the, the association is to support women in the industry. Um, So we have over 4,000 members across the United States, over 120 chapters. Um, And it's an opportunity for us to provide education, networking, support for other women in the industry or women that are interested in getting into the industry. So how would somebody find you, for example? Um, Our website is www.nawic.org or the local one is nawictampa.org. Okay, great. And then are these a typical woman that's in construction, would they be getting into construction or have an affinity to design and build and they want to learn more or are they people that are already in the business and then they join your association? Most of our members are already in um, the construction industry or they're students studying a construction related field. Our members are architects, engineers, um, lawyers, insurance agents, bonding agents, subcontractors, tradeswomen. Um, they are every aspect of the construction industry you will find in our organization. Yeah, you know, I'm a general contractor in Tampa, and I find that there's two big parts to a job when we're building. One is the rough side, so it's the, it's the footer, foundation wall, before that is the demo. Um, it's the you know, it's the concrete work, it's the framing, and then you know, it's the mechanicals is sort of in the middle, and then you get into the fine the fine pieces, and I found that um, that a woman typically is a lot more detailed than a man. And we've we've done it in the past where we've had a project manager who's great at the first half follow the job toward the end, and it's like a bull in a china shop. <laughs> um, and you know, and vice versa, you know, somebody that's more finesse and can see straight things a lot farther away, if you if you will, um, is not so good in the beginning of the stages. So right. there's really two distinct um, types of people. Um, but why are you so passionate about about what you're doing here? Um, well, I think it's, you know, as you know, it's a uh, male-dominant field. Yes. So, um, yeah. you know, I think women only represent maybe between 10 and 20% overall in the construction industry. And I think it's important that women have a place to go to where they they feel safe and they fi- they can feel encouraged and they can feel supported to continue on to this passion that they have to be in this male dominated industry. I mean, it's it's um, it gets a little stressful dealing with men. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, I know. I get. I it. don't. 
I don't know if you have an appreciation for it, but she does. Yeah. <laughs> she gave me a thumbs up. <laughs> no, I tell you, it's a fascinating world because construction is, is everywhere, you know? I mean, and having it so um, male-dominated is a problem, in my opinion. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you. Um, we're here at the Tampa Builders Workforce Alliance. It's the Tampa uh, Bay homeowners association sponsored it's called customer or construction connection there's various different exhibitors here um are you exhibiting as yes well? we are we yeah. set up a table for our chapter yeah so so one of the services that you're providing is um is uh, to a would you provide a service to a general contractor or we don't really provide services we we provide the support, the support. um okay. so one of the one of the benefits of being a, a member is that if if you're looking for for a trade on your job or if you're looking to employ somebody or if you're looking for a job, we can share that information within our membership roster um, across the United States. Um, for example, uh, GLE, the, my paying job, okay. um, they, have, uh, they are taking one of their service lines national. And in order to do that, we need um, construction related professionals across the United States that we wouldn't normally employ because we are a Southeast-based company. Right. So having the network that I have with NAWIC, I am able to reach out to my Chicago chapter or reach out to my Memphis chapter or reach out to my Little Rock chapter and find somebody that can go out and do a construction loan inspection on for us. Okay. And then... You know, like as a subcontractor right, right. for us. So I have that network across the United States that I can pull from. So tell me about um, your company that you work for. So I, ha I have your business card here. It's GLE. It says Architects, Engineers, Environmental Consultants. So are you guys offering a number of services in various fields? Yes. Um, we. This is uh, Tampa uh, branch. Um, corporate is also housed in Tampa. The company started by Robert Green in 1989. Okay. Um, at one time, it had born, a. Where? In Tampa? No, that's when I graduated high school. Just joking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not going to talk about age. Moving right along. <laughs> Although I graduated after that. So, <laughs> um, we, I lost my train of thought. Are no, you, you were telling, I'm sorry for interrupting. You were telling me about um, the oh, services do, that you guys provide. They do architectural services. Right. Um, they do um, MEPs, engineering services. Um, my division does uh, construction consulting, so we do property condition assessments, um, construction loan inspections, planning cost reviews, okay. and then we have an environmental side that does asbestos, lead-based paint, you know, all those environmental phase one environmental side assessments. So when you're, the, the division that you guys are going national would be the loan inspections? Okay. Yes. Yeah, that's great, because there's a lot of need for that. So yes. basically your clients are banks? Yes. Okay, yes. and they need inspectors to go through. So, why do you feel a woman would be would do a better job? Huh? I think they're huh? more detailed oriented, <laughs> and I think that they can multitask. Yeah, better no. than men. I, I do think so. Let's talk about that because my wife is is um, pretty amazing. She does multitask. She does a lot more than I do. She's much smarter than I am, and um, you know, she not only has a job, has a career. She also helps out a little bit in our office um, and manages our children. So I, you know, I look at, and, and we have a lot do? of, I'm a general contractor. And that's it. That's it. That's all I do. But, um, 
it, it's it, it's amazing because we have a lot of um, a lot of leaders in my organization because we're in real estate, we're in several different businesses, and they're all women. So a lot of times I feel like I'm ganged up on, you know, quite a bit. Oh wow! Do, do you feel like you gang up on? I people? know that. Yeah. No, but I know yeah. that feeling. Yeah. Going out but, onto a job site to do an inspection and. <laughs> it's a sea of men that you see. That's it. <laughs> well, it sounds like you get their attention, I bet. Um, but it's amazing that, um, you know, you have an association that you, you belong to, the National Association of Women in Construction. I would love to connect with you um, in the very near future and see what opportunities um, and, and, and people that you have. So if I had, just getting into something real quick, just if I had a need and I wanted a project manager, I would basically send you... You could just send me a job description, job description that you're looking for. And you put it on your network. And then I can send it out to the and network. Then, great. That's awesome. I think that's something that people should know. So we're going to put this on the radio. We also, um, we also network with other local organizations like ABC, AGC, okay. SUCA, um, CSI. We do networking events with them throughout the year as well. So it's not just us. It's we're getting the word out to all of them too. Right. From right. partnering with them. What is the... Um, I'm going to ask you a question. I don't know if you know the answer, but in construction schools these days, um, in universities, is there a certain percentage of men versus women? I don't know. You don't know? Yeah, I don't. That'd be an interesting. So I know the closest construction school is in um, University of Florida. Yes, and I don't the know what their percentage. Yeah, yeah, it's a very good school, and I don't know what percentage of men versus women. But I do know that there's a lot more architects that are women, um, a lot more engineers. It's the whole and, detail thing. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are hands down better at it. I don't know what it is. We're just waiting on you guys to get out of the way. <laughs> I know. <laughs> or we can push. <laughs> well, I'm ready to get out of the way at any time. At any time. Well, thank you so much, Jill. I appreciate it. Jill Hansen, she's with GLE. It's a consultant agency for architects, engineers, and environmental consultants. And on her free time, she is the chapter president of the National Association of Women in Construction. And the website is www.nawic.org. So if you're looking for a highly detailed female um, in construction and um, or you are a highly skilled detailed female in construction or architecture or engineering or any anything field and construction related. anything construction related, um, contact um, Jill or go on nawick.org and um, sign up. Sounds like a great organization and looking forward to getting to know you Thank even you. more, Jill. Thank, Thank you, you very much. All right, well, this is James Ramos with Move With Me Radio. We're here at the Construction Connection Tampa Builders Workforce Alliance here in Tampa, Florida. It's an association of um, the Tampa Bay Builders Association sponsored. There's a lot of exhibitors here. It's a fantastic time and um, it's wonderful to see all of these uh, folks here that are looking to uh, add more great labor and skilled labor into our workforce because we sure need it here in Tampa Bay, Florida. So again, this is James Ramos with Move With Me Radio. We'll be back after these messages. Thank you very much. Tampa Builders Workforce Alliance. 
It's um, sponsored by the Tampa Builders Association. It's a construction connection. I'm here with Patty Bird. Patty Bird works at NCCER. Tell us a little bit about yourself. NCCER stands for the National Center for Construction Education Research. We're actually going international now. We're used in about 19 different countries. We're a not-for-profit education foundation that really just provides training and credentials for the construction industry. Well, I was noticing on your on your desk or the table here, your exhibit, you have um, several different books. Yes. And and it's all about, you know, whether it's, it's mechanicals, I noticed plumbing, electrical, heating and air. So you guys are the company who produces, publishes yes. these books? Yes. We, curriculum? Uh, we create the curriculum that can be used for about 70 different titles. Uh, we have a variety of different construction craft trades. We go into safety and management. We actually sell our products through Pearson Publishing. They're a for-profit partner because we are not for it education foundation okay one of the things that we were talking about earlier is is that if you are a company and you're incorporated for more than a year <laughs> in the construction industry you have the ability to train yes you do tell us a little bit about that program so what we do is we accredit organizations to be able to do their own training in-house they can work with schools they can work it on their own basically when they become accredited with NCCER they can use our curriculum they train their employees and then those employees get a nationally recognized credential that can be portable and go anywhere in the country that they may have to go so if you're an electrician yes. so tell me like w walk me through so if I was an electrician and I had you know a 30 person force why would I want to educate my people and I know that's a dumb question well, you want them to be safe. Primarily, if you think about training, it really needs to be thought of not as a cost, but as an investment. There's a return on the investment by training. You lower your overhead by having um, higher productivity rates, right. less absenteeism, less rework. So those are all things that actually put money back into your pockets. I mean, are these, it, I mean, it's really out of the box because when you think about it, you know, a typical company's like, look, I'm not in training mode. I want experienced people and so forth, right? They don't want to, yes. you know, that, be that often happens. People. And then you have the folks who bring in younger, yes. less experienced. Yes. And then how would somebody teach your curriculum? There's a variety. It's, there's a variety of ways to do it. Our curriculum is very easy to adapt. There's companies that will train after hours. So they'll train for two, two or three hours in the evening. It really depends on how the company is set up and how they want to do the training. The big thing is just getting people trained because yes, it'd be great if we had a standing workforce that we could pull from all the time, but we just don't in the construction industry right now. We have a serious shortage of skilled professionals and we have to train to build up the future. So you're you're providing entrepreneurs the ability to take their means in their own hands yes. and, and, and empowering them with a curriculum, with an accreditation that can be applied and taught. So tell me about a success story that you've seen, whether it's one of one of your clients, whether it's an association or if it's a company that actually purchased you know, there are so many, it's hard to, to pick just one. Uh, we work with some of the largest contractors in the country, so we see a lot of success there. Uh, really, our success stories come from the people that go through the training. Uh, I can think of one young man who is in the Louisiana area. He came from nothing. He, his parents had passed away. He was raised by an aunt. He had to borrow $200 to go into training. Wound up um, doing that in at 16, 17 years old. By the time he was 21, he paid cash for a brand new pickup truck. Was paying cash for his house, and um, had just had made like a hundred thousand dollars in less than a year by being a welder because he was willing to travel and because the construction industry was able to do that. He was able to take care of his aunt who had taken care of him, wow. and he was so happy. 
it's just a great story to hear. And he's just one of many that I can think of. So most of the folks who are actually offering these courses and things, um, as it relates to a construction company, they're larger companies that have a department that can actually handle the training, or is it um, also smaller? We also work with smaller companies. Uh, there's a bridge building company in South Carolina that has about 70 employees that does in-house training. Most of their training they have uh, basically is self-taught and then they provide the tests at the end so that they can get the credentials and the NCCR recognition. Yeah, I mean it's so fascinating because I look around the room, there's so many um, vendors out there um, that are actually coming to these tables and all the people that are at the exhibit behind the table are folks who are finding the labor, mm -hmm. you know, either finding the labor and training the labor or, um, you know, just finding or just training. You know, in your case, um, you're providing a source for a lot of the, a lot of the folks here, which is rather interesting. Um, you're affiliated with the University of Florida? Yes. I went there. I went Great. there. I love that school. <laughs> Go and Gators. Then, go Gators, yeah. And then you're out of Alachua, so that affiliation, what, is, what does that mean? We're mainly Besides, you know, working with a great <laughs> university. Yeah, we mainly work with the university on the research aspect of okay. construction and how it can, you know, what, what the needs are and where we're going as, a, as an industry. Yeah, the Rinker School is a great school. It is. I work with, um, with them at times when we need project managers and, and folks to come down to Tampa. They and they have an amazing school. network. They are a great school. They do have an amazing network. Uh, they actually work very closely with us in a lot of ways, too. Well, that's great. Well, um, tell us a little bit about... Um, the years to come. I mean, where do you see, I mean, how long have you been in the industry? I've been with NCCR for almost 10 years. 10. So it's been yeah. a while. So, so I mean, where, where do you see it moving? I mean, the, the market's actually getting, is a lot better since the recession. The market is um, better. It's where a lot of the folks that were in um, construction and construction related industries left, mm -hmm. you know, because of the recession or they moved somewhere or, you know, and they potentially have left and moved, mm -hmm. um, which is even worse. So where do you see us? You know, we are facing a shortage now. We, but we keep talking about it's the future shortage. Right? I mean, it's, it's now. It's and when we start thinking about what we need in the future, we're looking at most of our baby boomers are going to be retiring in the next 10 to 12 years if they're not starting to retire already. So there's a, a bigger shortage even coming if we're not careful. We need to, so that's why we need to start recruiting now. We've done some looking into it, and if you think about how long it takes to get a skilled professional and someone who's competent, we're talking about an 8 to 10 year time frame. Well, that's when everyone's retiring, so we need to get it going now. And really anything that we can do to help build up the industry, to get people to realize that it's a viable option, that it's a great option, especially for those that are not necessarily on the college track, that we need to do whatever we can to make that happen. Yeah, speaking of the college track, I mean, not everyone um, wants to go to a four-year school or a two-year right. school or um, you know, wh whatever options you have. And a lot of the trades, you know, have been frankly lost since yes. I was a kid and, you know, my my predecessors and things. I mean, my father, I was just talking with somebody, my father was um, was a general contractor. He started a business in 1956, but his first trade, he was a mason. Um, and he learned how to blay block. And um, he was Spanish and he was able to bring a lot of workers in from Cuba and in and and, and South America and things and put them to work. Um, and he led a you know, quite a great life from a standpoint of working in jobs all across the Southeast U.S. And my brothers, I'm the youngest of five boys. Mm -hmm. um, all my brothers are in some form or fashion of, of construction. And I have one brother that's, that's in f finance. But, um, but, it's, but it is, uh, when you look at 
um, going after labor, I mean, there is a shortage. Yes. And there's no reason for some of these, you know, young, smart, bright kids to have to go through school and endure, you know, history class and things that they're just not excited about, you know. Yes. They could hit the ground running, you know, with a, with a program such as the, you know, the offerings that you have. Um, and, and, and I don't, you know, I'm, I'm one to be... You know, it's hard to just get things now. You know, I like to, you know, it's just, it's kind of gives you angst, you know, to say, I can't believe we're in this situation. But a lot of the trades, I mean, you see how much construction is going on in Florida, specifically in the area which, which I operate in, in the Tampa Bay area. And um, there's just a lot of work out there. There's a ton of work. And it's gotten worse since we've had those two major hurricanes go through in the last couple of months. You know, Houston is almost... Houston has a lot of problems with trying to get workers. I, I see the same problems here with South, Southern Florida as we start rebuilding from Irma. We've, we've got a lot, of, lot to do. I mean, is there just a shortage of Votech schools or, I mean? I, I think part of the problem is that we've spent so many years pushing everyone to college and kind of forgetting that we need to have these construction workers, these people that can help build our future uh, as we move forward. And now we have to go back in time just so to speak, just to try to get them realizing that construction is a great, great tool and a great viable option for them. Um, I know my son's one of those where you're saying that not everybody's geared for the two to four year track. My son's one of those too, and he's 16, has gone through some of our materials and was like, came to me, mom, how can I be a crane operator? So he and I've had that conversation and we need to have not only kids like, we need to have kids like my son want to have those conversations. We need to get parents and guidance counselors to have those conversations as right. well. Yeah, well, I'm looking through your brochure here and all the books in the curriculum that you guys offer. So it's from, you know, construction and maintenance to construction essentials, which is just applied construction math, core curriculum, tools for success, and then some of the maintenance and construction, you know, drywall, heating and air, electrical, plumbing, um, pipe layer, you know, scaffolding, sheet metal, and so forth. I mean, I, I ended up um, getting my, my general contractor's license. I went through a school, mm -hmm. and it was over the course of months. And um, thank God that I had, you know, been raised in this, in this crazy uh, industry, but it's fascinating and fun. Um, but, um, it, you know, I picked it up quite fast, but I took a traditional path. I got a degree in economics at University yeah. of Florida, and then I eventually you know, went on to get my MBA from Emory, but um, yeah, I do. I mean, I see, I see a shortage and it's, it's, it's fantastic to see people do what you're doing. Um, Patty, I really appreciate your time. This is Patty Bird here with NCCER. It's, um, you can visit their website at ncCER.org. This is James Ramos. We'll be back after a few messages. Thank you. back. This is James Ramos with Move With Me Radio. We're here at the Tampa Builders Workforce Alliance. It's a construction connection event sponsored by the Tampa Bay Builders Association. I'm here with Donna Hinson. Donna is a sales um, apprentice representative for Masonry Apprentice and Education Foundation. And Donna, I appreciate you um, stopping by. Oh, thank you, James. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Masonry is near and dear to my heart because my father, I was telling you, was a mason. Wow. Long time ago. <laughs> and he started his business in 1956 and became a general contractor. The masons basically doing typical block was the trade to learn the stone business and stone flooring. And tell us a little bit about um, the association that you represent. I work for the Florida Masonry Apprentice and Education Foundation. And what we do is support 
support apprenticeship programs all throughout the state of Florida. We have nine locations currently in the state of Florida, and we're looking to add more all the time. We offer young men and women the opportunity to learn while they earn money. And that's really what apprenticeship is. Apprenticeship is learning a trade, in our case, masonry, while you're working, making a a good living, and building your skill set so that at the end of a three-year period, you are a journeyman mason, and you're making great money, and you have a lifelong career ahead of you. Yeah, I mean, what's interesting, and this is synonymous in this exhibit here, there's such a labor shortage. It, oh, yes. You know, I mean, and, it, and, and um, Tampa Bay is booming a lot better than it was during the recession, let's say. And I think that runway is quite long, you know, yes. for us to keep growing. And a lot of parts of Florida and many of, of the folks here have been talking about, you know, d- with the hurricanes, people have either gone to Houston or gone south to South Florida and things, and it's making it, you know, worse. Having a foundation like what you represent is amazing, and I appreciate all that you do, especially in a very important trade, which is masonry. We've, over the past couple of years, we've used shell contractors to kind of start our mm-hmm. jobs, and and, um, and we've broken up and got real special, and spe- you know, having specialists come in and do different departments and things. Building has developed into such a precise science nowadays that it's very hard to be an expert in every phase of the building project. And so it makes sense to have specialization. It is a great field. Um, I think masonry is that beautiful mixture, like what you were describing your father as, of an artisan trade where you have beautiful stonework and brickwork that um, is artistry in motion. And then you have that foundation, and that is your concrete block and your, your concrete foundations that set the tone for the entire structure. So Donna, let me ask you this. So let's say I'm a consumer out there, I'm a listener, and I'm looking into getting into the masonry trade. So how would they find you? Well, you can go to masonryeducation.org, and our website will direct you to the apprenticeship programs. It will direct you to uh, the curriculum that we use, to other links that would be important to you. And um, I, I field calls sometimes from all over the country. I'll get somebody calling from Illinois, and they want to move down to Florida, and they want to they want to know what the job prospects are down here, and they're very good um, for a very long period of time. Um, but that's the that's the simplest, easiest way. Are you getting more people that are not in the trade, or more people calling you that are in the trade? that just associate with you guys because you're um, I get have an I, apprentice I probably would say I get a good cross-section of both because I think that the word is getting out that if you really would like to have a career where you make very good money and you have the opportunity for advancement, construction's it. There is a huge demand for construction workers and construction workers starting at the ground level all the way up to the top. The median age for a mason in uh, today's environment is 45 to 55 years old. We all know they're not going to be working for much longer and 
along with that mason is the foreman, is the superintendent, is the estimator on the job, the project manager, you name it, and the owners of the businesses. Everybody in the construction industry is aging, and we're looking to a new group of people coming in, the young people that are graduating from high school today, to fill those ranks and fill these positions that are going to become available very shortly. Well, we're here talking with Donna Henson. She's at masonryeducation.org masonryeducation.org. She is a representative at the Masonry Apprentice and Education Foundation. So there's eight locations you had said in Florida? Yes, currently eight with plans for many more. So tell me if when somebody comes into the masonry, you know, and signs up with you, um, what are the average ages that somebody would come in? Uh, we get a lot that come straight from high school and they have been, um, it's been recommended to them by a guidance counselor or maybe they've gone to a career fair that we've participated okay. in and they're, they're looking to make money and they don't want to flip burgers. And so we welcome them into the trade. They start, uh, our apprenticeship program meets about 16 hours Per month, so that's either a couple of Saturdays a month, or it's four hours uh, once a week, and they're working at the same time. Who are they working for? They're working for participating contractors okay. that have signed up with our apprenticeship program and um, agree to sponsor these young people and give them a job. So what they learn in class, they take out to the job site and they get to practice. And then they get better and better and they're no longer practicing, but they're actually performing. So how long will they have to work without, are they paid? Oh they, yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay. They're hired. So they're paid like as a helper? They're, they're paid, they start out as what we would call a mason tender. Okay. So they'll do some uh, laboring on the job and then as time allows, they're allowed to build. They'll build a, a, a straight wall and as their skill set improves, they'll they'll do a little more a little fancier uh, block laying and as they proceed in the program, maybe they'll start laying brick and specialty stone. And by the time they're finished with the apprenticeship program, they really are a functioning mason. And how long is the program? Three years. It's two semesters per year regular, uh, like a, a school semester. So there's a fall session and a spring session. They're off in the summer, and then they come back uh, for the second year. So it's six semesters and a, of a period of over three years. And then their title is would be considered coming in as a tender? Uh, they come in as a tender, and, and if they, they complete with? the program, they are considered a journeyman. Oh, wow. That's incredible. I tell you, you know, it, you know, when, when we talk with several of the folks here, I mean, there is a huge shortage. It yes. is a big deal. And there's a lot of, um, you know, parents out there that are wondering, you know, what's a great career for their kid? And, you know, like you said, there's, uh, you know, it's better than flipping burgers. And building things today is an amazing thing. You know, a lot of times there's, you know, you look at different professions, there's accounting and, and law and medical and things, and there's great things of each profession. But as far as, you know, just 
you know, getting down to the basics of building, you know, and creating something, you know, that's special, I think is a, is a lost trade. A lot of these specific things as it relates to masonry. And I know um, many of you think just masonry is just basically putting up block, but it's, it's more than just that. It's, you know, building the foundation of a home. It's the footer, foundation wall, the slab. It's the structural walls. A lot of, you know, projects have concrete walls in between in the interior. Um, we do a lot of insulated concrete forms. Yes. Um, so we use ICF. We're one of the distributors of a company called Fox Blocks. So we started doing this, um, I think, like nine, uh, seven, eight years, nine years ago. And um, we're one of the few builders that do high-end residential with ICF. We're just finishing one. Um, it's a multi-million dollar project on Open Bay and in um, and on Davis Island in South Tampa, and I tell you, the foundation is fantastic. The structure is 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 nothing but spectacular. There's a eight-inch core of concrete, and it's surrounded by a stay-in-place concrete form, which is the ice, you know, which is the, you know, the foam insulation. And and I tell you, there's nothing that's going to blow this house down. Well, and that's exactly what you can say about masonry construction: is it is built to last. It is, it is incredibly sound and strong. And, um, yes, it, it is going to stand the, the test of time. Well, thank you so much, Donna. This is Donna Henson. Um, she's the State Apprentice Representative with Masonry Apprentice and Education Foundation. My name is James Ramos. This is Move With Me Radio. And we'll be back next week. Take care. Thanks, James. Thanks for joining us today. If you missed all the program or want to hear it again, listen to the podcast on jamesramos.com or on YouTube at Ramos Media Network. See you next week with Ramos Design Build, Tampa Bay's premier real estate design, build, and construction company. Homes are built to bring people together. It's the place that families gather to create memories that last a lifetime. With that in mind, you want a builder who requires a design to reflect your expectations. Ramos Design Build is that company. They understand this concept, offer a concierge level of service, ensuring that you are involved in every step of the design build process. Ramos Design Build integrates the latest in construction technology, building you a home that will last for generations. Ramos has a portfolio of satisfied clients from its decades of service in the Tampa Bay community. If you are looking for a luxury remodel, a home renovation, or a custom home built from the ground up, contact Ramos Design Build at RamosDesignBuild.com. That's RamosDesignBuild.com. Hi, my name is James Ramos. I am a licensed general contractor at Ramos Design Build. When someone asks why I do what I do, I am proud to say that I help bring families back to the table. And when you partner with Ramos, we make your family's home dreams a reality. Ramos Design Build, construction, development, and renovation. A legacy since 1956.